St. John in the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, the leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born again after they have grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can I tell you? about heavenly things. No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that everyone who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I want to start with a story that I got from a colleague some time ago. This happened in a major city in Canada. I won't tell you where, but it's east of Winnipeg. So I, that'll give you a hint. There was this old rundown place that was famous, absolutely famous, for the jazz music they play there every Friday and Saturday night. And there was just one problem. There was this piano sitting over in a corner. And they had to play it. And it was terrible. It was out of tune. It was tough to sing to. Nobody liked it. They complained to the owner. Nothing was done. Six months later, another complaint. Nope. A year later, two, three. 
Finally, after five years of hearing complaints about this piano, the owner decided he had to do something about it. So he did. He had it painted. And that's the problem that we've got in the gospel this morning. Is we want to change the outsides, but not the insides. And Jesus says, I want to change the insides, not the outsides. It's quite simple. Now you'll notice this is sneaky. Jesus is really being a pastor here. Because he's got somebody who comes to him at night. This is what we call the midnight phone call routine. When you're going to have to get out of bed again kind of idea. This is not during daylight hours. And there's a good reason. Nicodemus is not sure about how much his colleagues are going to be all over him if he, they find out he went to Jesus. But he's got questions he wants answered. And Jesus gives him answers that make no sense at all. None. You'll notice he's talking about being born and reborn and how that works and how that doesn't work. If you are standing there, if you've had the privilege, such as I have been so blessed with both our sons, when children arrive, that moment when those people first appear, you are staring into the face of God. Psalm 139. You are staring into the face of God because this is new. This is fresh. This is a creation, says the Lord. And it comes with about three oceanfuls of promise. Now what happens from there? is the world tends to get at us. That's the problem. And that's what's happened to Nicodemus. The rules are all in the road. And Jesus goes, even if you know the rules, understand how they work. With God, there is always life. All you have to do is plug in. Oh, and by the way, that quotation... It's older than medicine. You'll understand that in a second. This quotation is older than medicine because the quotation that Jesus gives him about Moses lifting a serpent, Numbers 21. Okay? The reason I tell you it's older than medicine is because when you look at the medical profession, they have a pole. It's got two snakes on it. Fancy word for that is caduceus. Okay? You can Google that if you like. But this is where they got it from. They got it from the Old Testament, which is approximately 1,500 to 2,000 years older than that. It comes from us. And Jesus says, when you're in God, you're with God, you're about God, you're doing God's work. Now, if you need a little help, here I am. I have a huge problem with this reading. And the huge problem is what I hear this reading being used for. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Got that? 
Full stop. Ooh. I, I love technology. This is just getting better. Anyway, the problem is people stop before you get to the important part. Because the important part is the mission we have at the end of it. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. We got to go find people. We got to go talk to people. We got to go be with people. And we have to do it wonderfully and gently and together. Because you never know when you're going to get an opportunity to do wonderful things. Jewish friend of mine tells this story. He said, there was a really poor man who worked day and night in a dry cleaning store right next to an authentic French restaurant. And he would go on his break and he would sit in front of the restaurant and he would do this. And then he'd enjoy that and then he'd go. Well, the owner really got wind of this and he's sitting there not buying anything, not eating anything. He hauled him into court. He says, Your Honor, we have got to have payment for this. He's enjoying my food. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's sitting there inhaling all the flavors. And at this point, my friend, this good Jewish person, happens to be a rabbi, by the way, he stood up and he started to jingle the change in his pocket. And he said, you know, Your Honor, I often sit with this friend of mine who's one of the synagogue people, and the judge said, well, what are you doing jingling the change? He said, oh, I'm paying for our attendance at the restaurant. Wisdom, says Jesus, is what I am about. I am here that you may have life and have it abundantly. And you don't sit on it. It's our job to take it out that door, down the street, into the mall, into the schools, wherever we are, at work, wherever. To the glory of the kingdom. Amen.